The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about Max really the moment. I listen to dancing at the crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get me <laughs> <laughs> Tony is like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chair. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking tape. Hello, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Harling Podcast. Wexford were in action in minor, under 20 and senior over the long weekend. On Saturday, the minors were beaten by Leash after coming from seven points down and a man down in the second half to lead by a point coming into the end of the game, only to concede a last-minute goal. On Sunday, the seniors knocked six goals past Leash to get their first win of the Leinster Championship. And on Monday, the under-20s had a great one-point win over Dublin in Wexford Park to set up a Leinster final versus Kilkenny on Monday. Content with the weekend, Ben, or does the minor loss sting a little? Um, The minor loss, it does sting a little. Watching the Sunday game last night, I found myself getting particularly annoyed when Derek McGrath started talking about the setup we had there in Leash. But I suppose the under 20 is not too long ago for recording. So I'm kind of upbeat after that. And hopefully we'll get a good result next week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to have a Leinster final to look forward to. And confident that the seniors are, are on the right track as well with a, an important few weeks ahead for them. We're joined by former Wexford star and regular podcast contributor, Davey Redmond, as well as Stephen Miller from Leash Today to look back at the weekend's action. We're just after watching the Wexford under-20s book a place in the Leinster final after a 1-15 to 1-14 win over Dublin in Wexford Park. Great to get the win. Great to get to the Leinster final. Who stood out for you, Davey? Um, yeah, great display. Great display considering... Um, Considering like under twenty is a tough grave, uh, scraped by Westmead and Leash, the last day scraped by today. Um, I thought we saw glimpses of the lads showing their potential, but Team Burn just shows you how 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 good it is to have an accurate free taker, doesn't it? It does, especially especially looking at what we had to deal with with the seniors. Yeah, I think that was kind of the main difference was the free takers. The Team Burn was excellent. I thought he was a real leader up front for the. For Wexford, um, I think he's short for the ball continuously. Um, always winning dirty ball. And he's not the biggest man in the world, but he was winning a lot of 50-50 ball, fighting, hooking, blocking. I think he, he was the one that turned over the Dublin defender for the goal. Um, so, um, and that's why Keem and I was excellent centre-back. Absolutely top class. I thought a sideline ball <laughs> over to Joel Barrett for a point. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. That was, was a glorious score. Have you um, seen highlights of that for years? Like if Joe Canning did it, 
Yeah, but Keem and I, lads, is well able. To, like, I didn't doubt, him, doubt that for one second. He, he picked that over there. No problem. Um, yeah, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was very mature uh, at centre-back. Really mature performance. Like, he can do all the mad stuff. He can do all the stylish stuff. We just... Um, we're probably looking at him long-term as Wexford's next centre-back. Um, so, I'd hope to God that he's left there. Um Yes, with Derek Hardy midfield, strong performance. Um, he's well able to take a score. Um, Joe Barrett is actually a player that's improving every year, getting better and better, top class attitude. But yeah, um, they're in Leicester final now. Brilliant. So um, three years ago, obviously that that's the minor team. So they they beat Dublin in the semi that year as well and got into a final. And it looks like they're playing Kilkenny now after and um, we're just ever seeing Kilkenny and Galway. Um after extra time, Galway just pulled it out of or Kilkenny just pulled it out of the bag there. So interesting game ahead. Yeah, um Kilkenny in that game, it was mad. Extra time, the, the full time was mad, but even in extra time they were four points down going into the second half of extra time and they pulled it back. And managed to get ahead just at the end. Well, if we if we go back to Wexford and Joe Barrett just said he was uh, improving the whole time. That point he got from the the line ball from Keen Roy was excellent. But I think also his his hooking, his blocking, his tackling, and not just him, but uh, you you already mentioned that Keen Byrne was the same. But but all of them, I don't have the stats on on the on the amount of hooks and blocks and tackles. But is, is that something that Keith Rossler really brings to the to the setup? Yeah, well, Keith always has to mark on you with a hurl anyway. <laughs> Notorious for and, uh, never took the blame. But uh, yeah, they were. I think they just really, really want to want to um, show their potential. Like I just Keen burned on an interview after the match on TG Catter, and he just said that they were hurt after last year after getting beaten by Kildare and everything. But that group of players actually went ahead and actually. Um, performed very well in their senior or in, in their club championship, you know. So a lot of them made that the senior panel now as well. There's probably eight or nine of them on the senior panel. But um yeah between Keith, Rory, Anna Martin, Joe Kearns, like training's supposed to be going really well. Like and the players are supposed to really like the coaching team. I think they got over those banana skins as such. Like we got caught last year obviously big time. But um like Leash could have been the last day. Didn't hurt well. Um, I think going in today against Dublin was exactly the game that they wanted. Like, well able to beat Dublin. Like, Wexford are at that age group, that particular group of players, they are a better team than um, saw that minor as well. Yeah, I think that, that that kind of a real aggressiveness, real tough defending, that would definitely be something that Keith would have brought. And I think Ryan O'Dwyer mentioned that there on your last podcast, wasn't it? So, yeah, he did. Generally, the players do start to kind of um, showcase the manager's strengths over a period of time. But it's their third game. So, you know, getting three games is fantastic. Like, Dublin's first game, they got caught in the hop. Um, really, you know, they don't, they didn't know their best team. Didn't really know how they were going. Championship games are different than challenge games. So, Wexford now are starting to pick their best team. You got Richie, Richie Lawler on the field today. Kyle Scallon on the field today. He was excellent, actually. Kyle was excellent. He's a, he's a broken finger. Probably still not 100%. Richie looked probably, I'd say he's still carrying a bit of a knock. But you're trying to get your best players on the field and knock out championship. Like, 
Yeah, I'd say Keith is happy enough now. You know, going into a Leinster final now, anything can happen. Yeah, I've Jack- always found the Leinster under twenty, under twenty-one, the structure of it. I've always just found it ridiculous that say there's eleven teams in it, and two of the teams are automatically in the semi-final. You say they're Wexford playing three games, Dublin playing their first. It's, it's ridiculous, really. Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a hard one to, I suppose. As a coach, as a, as the management team and coaches and everything, we're thinking, oh yes, sir, this is straight into a semi, sure, win one game and we're into a final. Or, but I think he was delighted. You now this year when they got those couple of earlier games, you know, as long as you don't get caught, you know, you're building momentum, building momentum, building momentum, getting players back. I think that's a good, that's a good squad that they've got now, especially the younger brigade. Now they're after adding a lot, a lot of talent. There's not, there's not that many lads after dropping off. At, from the minor team three years ago and after adding like Keen Burns, Corey's, Dara Carley's, after adding all those guys there, I think they have to bring a lot of talent and um, they still need to really open up. So no better day than the Leinster final day. But I think that's a, is that a week away? Yeah, Monday the night. Really? Are you, Stephen, are you okay with Davey referring to Leash as a banana skin? Oh, uh, there's no problem whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. Um, like I, 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 the under twenty, it's it is funny you're saying Dublin coming in there having had no games and like th- that they're sort of nearly see, Dublin and was it Galway were straight because Kilkenny played awfully in the other quarter final last week. Like they were sort of rewarded. Like the reward for Dublin and Galway is to go straight to a semi final. It's sort of seeded, which is it's unusual in hurling or in the GA that things are nearly tilted in favor of the sort of the weaker or emerging counties, not, not, not calling Wexford one of those, but they got the benefit of not going well last year in the under 20 by getting the earlier round games to build up for today. Like, And Leash, Leash ran Wexford to a point. And Wexford were the better team that, that particular night, but um, that game probably was far better for, for Wexford than what Dublin would have been doing the same night. Like, So Dublin were caught on the hop. And uh, um, yeah, it is funny. The, 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 the Leinster Council never really seem to know what they're doing with the underage structures they're always changing like you know there's I think the Munster under 20 had a group format and you'd imagine a group format yeah. even groups of three would have worked in the Leinster under 20 championship but but it always seems to be changing now obviously you lads are happy because it's uh, probably after working to Wexford's uh, benefit but there's no back door from the Leinster final I think it's the, the and there's no All-Ireland semi-finals I think the provincial yep. champions play, go straight from All-Ireland final yeah you're right mm. No, it wasn't. That wasn't the benefit for I think Wexford a couple of years ago. They were automatically in two Leinster semi-finals, and they won the yeah. semi-finals against I think they beat Offaly in one. And, yeah. And then they got the back door, and they got two Hydens yeah. in the semi-finals. And maybe one of the years, definitely that team wasn't good enough to be in a semi-final. Yeah. But because of the structure format, the, yeah. You know, got they were in a, they got Tipperary in the semi-final. Yeah, Tipperary were flying. I think they were managed by Cahill at the time. You know. uh, yeah, that that was a goal fest. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, that twenty squad dog, you know, that's probably, you know, I'll probably see a better performance out of them now the next day. They'll have no fear of playing Kilkenny. They beat Kilkenny in the minor final. Um, maybe if Galway had it came through, maybe there would have been a bit of a um, bit, bit of doubt there. Maybe after the All Ireland semi final three years ago, minor, but um, they're well able to beat this Kilkenny team. They'd be well used to them. They'd be confident enough um, that they can beat them. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's actually 
it's actually something or I think it's something that we could go get. Like I think this Wexford team, you know, try win this Leinster final. Absolutely, get yourself into an all in a final. You know, all over the all that'll all be over and done with now in a couple of weeks. It'll be fantastic. Is there any oh, Wexford lads on the senior panel? Ushin Pepper has played with the seniors, hasn't he? But is, is there any others that are ineligible for that under-20 team? Just Ushin Pepper. Right. Just him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lads in around the squad, but not ineligible. Okay. There's probably t- 10, I'd say, in total. Yeah. 10, I'd say. So You've probably, probably chatted about it before. Like, well, What's your view on that under-20 rule? I saw um, Martin Fogarty had a fairly strong piece in the Irish Independent last week saying it was the worst decision ever taken by the GA not to let the 20s play senior or not to let the senior under 20s play a 20 the more I think about it the more the more I just I don't know how they came up with it or I, I haven't seen anyone that agrees with it yet and I don't know who thought of it and how it got passed but yeah I'm bewildered by it as Ocean Pepper was throwing out hurling balls the lads in the warm up today back in his tracksuit yeah, and, yeah, and didn't I'm play a minute yesterday. It's not good for his yeah. development at all. Yeah, no, he was probably a surprise inclusion, you know, really in that senior setup. You know, he probably like didn't make the didn't make probably didn't make the team last year. Probably was on and off the squads, um, you know, over the years, kind of in terms of starting teams and starting twenty fours and all. And then he had a good year with the Raps, and then he's in, you know, parachuted into a senior setup. Um, but like that's not good for his development, and like yeah. he is probably killing himself now. He's not playing. Yeah, I, I can understand where like like bringing it from under twenty one back to under twenty means that there's not as much of a crossover for a start. That year does make a difference. So instead of having you know maybe three or four lads, you might only have maybe one lad that might cross over. Well, I understand if it's like let's say there was some guy who played the full game against Leash yesterday, then you'd have managers whinging. You'd have the under twenty managers whinging. Oh, it's so unfair to ask to play twenty four hours later. What good is this for burnout? If the senior managers could be acting the bollocks, not releasing them for training and all this type of crap. But like that's okay if it's a Joe Canning or someone who's absolutely lording it at senior level as well. But for a guy like that who you know has played a couple of minutes, you'd wonder, you'd really wonder what the what the, what the merit in it is. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not trusting management first of all, because you know, if Oshin Pepper played seventy minutes yesterday for Wexford seniors. Keith Roster wouldn't go starting them to, uh, in today's Leinster semi-final. Like they'd be common sense used. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think like these hard rules are good for anyone. I think like you know there was obviously a problem with cert- a very small percentage playing too many games, and it was when Fitzgibbon overlapped with um, National League. Well, it still does to an extent, and and uh, particularly then at football level when Secrets under twenty National League All Ireland club all seem to be on at the same time and there was huge crossover of players. But like, I don't think hard rule like that helps anyone. I think sort of more education and understanding and agreement. Like if, if, if Oshin Pepper, like Wexford didn't need Oshin Pepper yesterday. Oshin Pepper didn't need the Wexford seniors, but he did need the under 20 game today. Mm, and like, yeah. it's, it's affecting him and it's affecting the lads he played with and all that. So it, I, th- I think pushing the responsibility back onto the managers was the answer to it and not yeah. a hard rule. And if you look at it now, Wexford have no senior game next weekend and Oshin Pepper could be playing in the Leinster final next Monday and he's not able to. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all the strain for him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is ridiculous. There's no doubt. Did Leash have any players that it affected? 
No, they didn't use any of them. They've called up a couple of them since to run the extended panel yesterday, but uh, and it would have been no, but they, they hadn't called, hadn't they, they was sort of policy that they hadn't brought, they hadn't brought anyone, they hadn't taken from the under 20 squad. And like, you know, I suppose maybe on the minor, like that was a great, great win for Leash on Saturday against Wexford. Now they nearly, nearly threw it away, obviously, but um, Leash, you know, obviously were a, a weak, so called weaker county, as they say, like, and uh. You know, the only way Leash can sort of improve or, or improve the results at senior level is constant improvement at underage level. And last year, our under twenties ran had a good run, like the, the they had an epic win over Westmead after extra time. Then they hammered Anstrom, and then they they ran Kilkenny to three points in a quarter final. You know, really, really could like left that one behind them against Kilkenny this year. Then this year they they hammered. Kildare and Antrim and then give Wexford a really good run for it and I actually think they were better last year against Kilkenny than they were this year against Wexford but that was huge improvement for Leash because over the previous 10 years I think they'd only won one underage game at under 20 one championship game at under 20 or 21 and that was against Carlo one year and um, the really really poor run of underage results so there has been progress for Leash and, like running, and, and I, was just, I was very interested to see how Wexford got on Today, after only scraping by Leash the last day, I was wondering, like, I wonder if Wexford was going to be hammered. And it shows then that uh, Leash were a good bit off. It. But it's actually encouraging to see, uh, you know, yeah. that Leash are probably at the same standard as Wexford and Dublin there at under 20 are very, very similar. And I was looking at the minor results. So obviously, Leash were in that tier two group with Offaly and Kildare at minor and then came out and bet Wexford the other day. And Wexford had played a couple of really good games against Kilkenny and Dublin in the tier one. So I'm thinking, geez, there's our minors now. That are fairly competitive at with the Wexfords, Dublins, um, and and okay, the last play, awfully have a very good minor team, uh, but uh, like we saw what happened to our seniors yesterday against yourselves. We need leash need to be like about ten years of those underage type results. Loads of really close competitive games. The occasional scalp like Wednesday, you know, the occasional provincial final appearance. Because if we're not having those results at underage level, there isn't a hope in hell. Of us being of, of Leash being able to sort of to be respectable opposition in the in the round robin Leinster Championship. Was this a Leash minor team that uh, a result was expected of? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been expected of, but it might have been. It would have been hoping for a game like last year. They got bet beaten by the. the was it the night before or after Elas were lost to Kildare at under twenty level? Leash were beaten by Kildare at minor levels. Kildare had two great results at minor and under twenty one. But an awful lot of that Leash team last year were under sixteen. They were eligible again this year, and. Um, They've a decent so Derek McGrath is part of the management team with these lads, and he's in the like he's on the sideline for every match, and he's at a lot of the, the, the training sessions. Um, good management team, um, and as a lot of those lads back again this year. So they I wouldn't say would have been expecting to beat Wexford, but they would have been regarded as a an above average leash team. Like, I don't think that's a bad Wexford team. They only they finished third in that group, but only on score difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they did a couple of great games against uh, Kilkenny and Dublin. Did they beat Kilkenny and lose to Dublin in the group stage, or was it the other way around? Other way around. Other way around, sorry, yeah. yeah. And they had Dublin beaten by 10 points, and Dublin only clawed it back to a point in the end. Like, So had they not allowed Dublin back into it, they were automatically in a semi-final, you know? Yeah, and Leash did they like in this one. Leash were like seven or eight points up halfway through the second half, and these hurling teams can often get try line fever. Like they can absolutely just lose the heads when they see the the you know when they've a Wexford or a Galway or um 
who else have at various levels over here? Even Kilkenny at underage level and that like, and going back into the 90s and that they would have had some of the bigger teams on the rack. And just um, Limerick one time in an all qualifier, sometimes they're just like, they're not able to see it out. And uh, it, near, like, it nearly looked as if Saturday was going to be the most catastrophic uh, version of that. Like, we were seven or eight points up. Yeah, Wexford got it back. Um, they got two goals. Even Wexford were, 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 were reduced to 14 men. And um, Killian Burton got two goals. He got a hat-trick in total for Wexford. And uh, Leash eventually got, 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 the, got the winning score late on. But, like, they, were, they scraped over the line. They were, they were deserved winners. Um, but scraped over the line in the most dramatic way. And they, really, they nearly could have lost it. So it was a funny one. But they, they play Kenny next week. So... And I really hope, I hate, like, all, as a Leash person, I could be a little bit, my expectations can be low at times. All you hope is that for Leash, it's a contest going into the last 10 minutes and it's not, you know, they're not just going through the motions at that stage. But I'd love to see them go, go toe-to-toe with Kilkenny. Um, good management team, good batch of players, for, you know, by, by our standards. And there's still a few lads coming through that are under 16 they will be eligible again next year. Um, but it's, it's, it's Derek McGrath's third year involved with them. You know, obviously lads have passed through, but like, actually getting the benefit of that that level of coaching and a good manager with them, Declan Qualter, he actually is a Galway native, but who, who played National League hurling with Dublin back maybe in the mid-2000s or so and is now now living here. Um, good, good management set up. And, Stephen, how, yeah. can I ask you a question? Yeah. How, did Leach, how did Leach get their hands on Derek McGrath? <laughs> yeah, if you, you mentioned previously on... Uh, Mentioned previously on uh, before we started recording about um, the Eddie Bre- fam- infamous Eddie Brennan interview with Woolley, and one of the characters mentioned in that was a famous guy, a famous, very successful individual guy called Tom Brennan. He owns he set up a business. One of his businesses was Trivium Vet, and uh, he's a very successful guy based in Waterford. Very good friends with uh, with Derek McGrath, and he 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 is involved in the backroom team and has brought Derek McGrath on board. And as as remained on board, and they've been they've done training weekends down in Waterford, and uh, they often hear when you hear a sort of a lad involved, like a consultant, you wonder how often is he there? But what I can understand, he's there most of the time, and he's there in the tracksuit with the selectors on the sideline. You know, it's 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 mad to see it, like, but uh, no, he's fairly fairly heavily involved. So, like, I suppose, yeah, you made a good point there. A lot of these guys, these um, guys are involved, and they probably um get all, catch all the headlines, and they probably do. One to two percent of the work. Yeah. Um. Obviously, someone is paying him the big bucks there to get involved. But uh, would it be a would it, would 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 a lot of the leash coaches there be involved? Um. And try and maybe would he try and take something from Derek McGrath in terms of coaching? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there's an element to that. Like there's um the the Declan Qualter who was over the team would be a very assured um guy, good operator. Um, he, he you know very highly respected. And two two of the coaches or the selectors are younger fellas. There's Damien Carter and Ty Dorn to be both my own vintage, maybe mid to late thirties. And they both speak very highly of him. And uh, like they, they just say his sessions are brilliant. Um, drills are excellent. Just brings a lot to it. So I'd say they're both and they're both involved with teams. Then you know, with club teams here in Leash. I'd say they're definitely getting a lot from him. Like you know, and bring it back. Now it's his third year. The first year they had a really highly rated team, and they they went over to awfully, it was back during the lockdown, and they went over and awfully absolutely hammered them in the first round. And there was a lot of sort of like, uh, Derek McGrath's come in and ruined them and all that. Like you know, but. <laughs> The, 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 they've had two good under 20 teams and it, look, nothing works in straight lines and there's no direct dance, you know, there's no direct reason for something to happen but they've had two good under 20 teams on the back of 
you know, the last two under 20 teams have been quite good, and including the one that Wexford scraped over two weeks ago. And a lot of them are under 20 now again this year. And a lot of them are the minors that, that got the, you know, were, were involved that first year. They're really disappointed against Offaly. Straight knockout championship and were badly beaten. But there's a reasonable enough batch of players coming through. And now that's three years in a row now that our county underage players have got coaching under Derek McGrath. And like, you know, I know he, he he's a bit marmite. A lot of people give out about him. A lot of people rave about him. Uh, but like, it's at underage level that he made his name at first with both like the De La Salle school teams and with, with Waterford under 21 teams and that like, you know, so like for young players to be getting that in leash for over a three year spell now, that's a three year batch of players. Like it only has to be good. Like I, I don't think, I don't see any real negatives to it. Like, and he is, he, he often, as you would say, like often, you know, the, the very few, he is very fairly hands-on. I wouldn't be able to give you a percentage of how often he's there, but it's quite often. And he's very visible on the sideline during matches. Like that's a savage resource to have for a minor mm. squad, you know. You're not basically talking to an inter-county manager yeah. um, getting coaching your minor yeah. squad. And that's probably, lads, where we need to look at in terms of our minor team. You see, it, pro- it probably suits him. It's always suits. It's a win-win all around. Like, you know, um, had the contacts to get him in in the first place and, and agreed. And there's a bit of longevity to it now. But also, it doesn't interfere with his other gigs, let's say the Sunday game or any other coaching workshops or stuff that it's sort of a, and he's not the manager, like, you know, he might be very influential, but it takes a lot of the right boxes uh, for him. So if it all goes pear-shaped, then it's not Derek McGrath's fault. Well, that's it. That's it as well. Yeah. Well, see, then he's able to say, well, I'm telling you what does that's there once or twice a month, like, you know. Shane Dowling was quick to give him the praise to give him the credit on the Sunday game last yeah. night for the for the win, but I think Der- Derek did uh, did mention the management team. <laughs> he he, play, he played down his own uh, influence. That's win win win. It's a win 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 for everyone. Leash get him. Derek McGrath gets a nice. You know, it's not the most demanding job, and yet it doesn't damage his reputation. You know, it can actually benefit his reputation if it goes well. But like you know, it works works both ways, and doesn't interfere with any of the rest of his gigs. Like, sure, who wouldn't want something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if it goes wrong, he can just say. Should they wouldn't listen to me? <laughs> it wouldn't listen to me. Yeah, yeah. I've been telling them. Yeah. Is that what he's saying in the Harriers? <laughs> <laughs> On our minor team, Killian Byrne looks a fair player now. He's has he scored three goals on Saturday, obviously, but that's seven goals in three games for him. He looks to be the business now. There's three players on that minor team that are meant to be just hidden shoulders um, above anyone else on the squad and that well, it didn't help him one of them got sent off after what, 37 minutes um, a man from my own club Simon Roach who is um, serious bit of stuff captain as well or vice captain um, so losing him now you know that was a big one that was a big kick in the teeth um, but well down at this stage as well it went in for a a fairly dubious tackles, you know, probably team wasn't going well, probably went to try and, you know, lay down a marker, you know, get the team going and probably mistimed it. That was a big loss. Um, Paddy Doyle from St. Anne's, he's he's in transition year in the school that I'm working in, Wexford CBS, and he's a serious, serious player, um, serious character, um, has all the attributes to make it as a as a top inter-county player. Along with he's Simon. a... Big rugby player too, is he? Plays out half for Wexford Wonders. I wouldn't say big rugby player, but definitely into it, yeah. Um, but uh, I'd say he's he, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping keeping involved with Wexford hurling. 
But um, top class character as well, top class student. Um, and Killian Burns, he had three five, I think, in total. He scored three five, yeah. He went off injured, said he w- wasn't staying off, that he was coming back on. He was limping and he came back on and scored two goals. Yeah, he was he, he was back on, he was only off for about five or six minutes, I think. Yeah, he's Keenburn, yeah, Keenburn's brother and younger brother. So, Feathered have something. After weapons for intermediate hurling this year, lads. Just even talking, you know, when you're in the school and everything, you'd be talking to these guys, these minor lads, and all. You know how how everything was going, like you know, if they were, um, you know, training was going well. Good lads over and Michael Jacob, um, Richie Kyo, um, a few other lads now. Uh, names escape me, um, but like they're the type of guys that you'd want over those minor teams. I feel anyway. You know, they were probably they were probably with them the whole way up. Um, you know, they've probably learned a lot now. Like, you learn so much after a defeat like that that hopefully they'll, they, they themselves will want to stay on board again then next year. I presume they will. They'll be there for two or three years. Um, I think the players like him. I think, uh, you know, now it's a matter of getting structures right. Underage, you know, making sure that all those lads that are 15, 16, 14, 15, 16 are in the right kind of development squads and getting the right kind of work. I think SNC is definitely something that needs to be looked at. I mean, um, back when back in 2019, when we with the minor squad that was successful, the lads were getting SNC in school from a full-time um Wexford GA employed um athletic development coach. I think Derek Hassan at the time. I don't think that has been I don't think that position has been refilled. There is obviously not doing that anymore. But I think that's definitely an area now that we could focus on going going forward because I think it's never mind those three guys that we mentioned it's all those other guys they're the guys that we need you know to be brought up to a certain mark and uh, that's definitely an area that we're falling down on we need to manage these uh, elite players better in Wexford because we need as many of them to come through as possible especially with football you know um, starting to go well as well you know there's going to be players going to be you know going to be a little bit of tug of war Sunday, Stephen. Leash, 12 points. Wexford, 621. I assume Leash were expecting a bit better performance. Yeah, they would have been hoping for a better performance, all right. Like, uh, it's just, we're not cut out for a round robin Leinster Championship format. Like, I knew, the, I gave them a bit of a chance against Dublin, or I knew that they were going to be able to put up a performance in that game because. They've been focused on that one for the past six weeks. Dublin, historically as well, are you know they're only just that level above Leash, and there would be no real fear. And even bet them three or four years ago, that you know after winning the Joe McDonough Cup, so or you know, I didn't, it didn't surprise me to put it up to Dublin that particular day, even though Dublin hit an amount of wise, and then the, just the injury started mounting, and had four or five lads out before that Dublin game. Lost two guys, captain. Uh, uh, Paul Gelaney and um, you know one of their top forwards Ross King in that game and went down to Kilkenny last week and like he just it didn't give them a hope in hell and that that was just can neither like it was just they were absolutely hammered in that game as well it was over Ostrid was it was over after a quarter of an hour that particular game and then you know, they a couple of guys back this week but it's just they, they cannot go to the well that often that we just don't have the depth of personnel to you know everyone gets injuries you know every panel loses guys but at least just don't have the depth if they had everyone available and if some other of the top counties were going poorly 
Alicia Anande, yeah, they could maybe take a scalp or really put it up to them. But when things start going wrong, we're, we're nowhere near that standard. And like, Wexford were poor in the first half. I thought Wexford were very bad in the first half yesterday. There was only four points in it, like, you know, one maybe something like one seven to six points after 27 or eight minutes. And Wexford got three points in a row. All of a sudden, there was seven points in it, and then there was six points in it at half time. But like, Leach got one point from play. They got one point early in the second half from play. They were just very, very bad. And Wexford, Fiegrissi final got a harsh enough second yellow on the 50 minute mark. And Wexford, what did Wexford get five goals in the last 20 minutes? And you know, but Leach, Leach just they didn't, they didn't have any scores in them, and you know they were just weren't fit to, to to keep Wexford at bay for that length of time. And and it's you know they have a break now, they'll be glad of the break, and then the Wexford in or the Galway in two weeks' time. And with with the draw between Galway and Wexford in the first round, you could see like Wexford needed needed to win, and they needed to get a big score. And you know they got the win obviously first and foremost, but they got the big score as well. And Galway will be in the exact same frame of mind the next time. And uh, you know. Leash can sometimes pull performances from nowhere, but you know, too often the, the handicap at the weekend was ten points, and I was there looking at it. And I said I'd have the handicap at twenty points. Uh, that that would, would have been what I was thinking, and you never see it that big, really. Like, but uh, it, it it didn't really surprise me. But it was just a grim, grim, you know, from a leash point of view, and it's not going to get any easier. It's like Galway in two weeks' time, and then the, the Westmead, which will be a relegation playoff, but like. You have the stomach for it again next year. It's just so difficult, like you know. Mickey Mara injured as well. What's his? Mickey is injured. Yeah, he got injured towards the end of the league, and I don't think he's like Willie Dunphy returned yesterday. Be bought from Clock Balakala, obviously. Um, and and Picky and even Willie Dunphy was you know it was his first game back in six weeks or so. He wasn't. He wasn't. He's towards the tail end of his career anyway, and he's a serious warrior. But Picky is out injured. At least missed. You know the PJ Scully. You know, is generally an excellent free taker, but conditions were difficult yesterday, and he missed a couple of bad ones in the first half. Um, he seemed well to as, he seemed to rush them, like, you know. Yeah, and like, care. yeah, I don't know. And like, it's not like it's you know, PJ Scully would be criticised for not offering enough from play a lot of the time, just being a brilliant free taker. But yesterday, the freeze went completely, you know, wrong on him. Uh, like on his, like he can be a club level, like he just shoots the lights out, like he's 16, 17 points a game, sort of a fella. And even like last year, he, he's been out of the intercounty game for four or five years, and Cheddar Plunkett got him back involved. And he was slow to, um, he was slow to sort of get up to speed last year, but really came good towards the latter stages of the championship. Like they, 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 they ran Waterford really close to the championship last year, and then they, they beat uh, Westmead in a league relegation game, and he was excellent that night. I think he got 17 or 18 points, something huge, and he was on form, but, but he wasn't on form yesterday. Mistis had three or four bad ones in the first half, and you know, like they, he just could not be getting away with that. And once they, they went down a man in the second half, it was lights out, and it, it was really on the case of what you know, 27 points in it in the end. It was, I said, it was a tough watch. Do you think, David? Uh... We've solved all our problems now with that victory. Going back to Stephen's uh, point there, but it was a tough watch. There was an um, uh, elderly gentleman sitting beside me with a leash hat on, and after 40 minutes, he was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Poor devil. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his, I think his uh, buddy hit him an elbow when Leash got, got, got your man a red card. I think he woke up for a few minutes then. But uh, yeah, tough watch. But from a Wexford point of view, the positives are... Sure, there's loads of positives, really, you know. Um, I wouldn't say that you can learn a massive amount from a game like that, but the small positives, that's all we need now, you know, after the Dublin game. Forget about the Dublin game. Move forward now. What's the next target? That's 
in this case, it was put up a big score against Leash. Um, we got a big score. That's going to help us if it comes down to score difference. But more importantly, I think as a player, it's just confidence for players. You know, to put balls over the bar, to put balls into the net, to run some plays, you know, some kind of uh, patterned, um, you know, try things. Um, but the O'Keefe's goal was fantastic from a team point of view. Um, off the shoulder stuff, you know, um, kind of going back to what they were good at over the last couple of years. Um, probably a little bit of pressure to play a different way now under Dar Egan and kind of got caught and really kind of struggling to play that way. So um, there was a certain patches that we played with a nice balance. Um, Damien Rick is a, becoming a serious man for us now, mm. a real leader in the team. Um, understated, quite kind of a person. Quite player. I remember when he came in the first year and he had a school uniform coming into a train. Um, big ball boy. Um, <laughs> but uh, he um, was close to leaving the squad that time, actually, um, because it was, I suppose it was a big change in dynamics from underage hurling. Um, there was a few of us who were instructed by Davey to keep me in there, keep, keep me in there, keep me involved, make sure he's happy and he's excelled. Um, he's a huge player for us now. He's very good at playing that centre-back role too. Um, I think he's a lot more comfortable playing that role than Paddy and, and uh, Matthew. I think he's good at sitting back, push, pushing forward, filling gaps in front of our full-back line. Um, yeah, Chin, Chin started the game. Was that? I know you were talking last week about would you, would you start him or would, or would you bring him on? Shore said he'd start him, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So starting him... For the freeze alone, I suppose, looked good from the start. I know he missed a couple of frees already, got down to the weather. But um, just the half-forward line looked different. The half-forward line just, first ball came down, Jack O'Connor, I think, caught it. Um, yeah, Jack, Jack, Chinner, and uh, Charlie. You know, Charlie was buzzing around the place. But just having those big pillars of Chin and, and Jacko, I think that worked. Now, the two lads are not fit. That's... Jack, Jack looked tired, or he had back spasms or something. That's what held him back against Dublin. Um, yeah, Charlie was done as usual um, work. I think he still needs to score a bit more. Um, I think we need to score in half hour now if we want to do anything in this championship. Um, but uh, yeah, judging from the Kilkenny and Galway game, um, yeah, there's going to be a big challenge down the road that Wexford will have to meet. Um, we to get over Westmead first of all but uh, yeah Rory O'Connor yet again on fire winning penalties Mark Fanning scoring penalties <laughs> there was a few comments there they should never be allowed to take a penalty again <laughs> um, but yeah happier place happier place trying a few things trying Connor Flood wing forward which is probably a good position for him going forward um, yeah um Connor Levitt, cornerback. He's tidy enough, tight. He will come across better forwards. I think, Stephen, I think, I think, yeah, Leash, I think Leash were a little bit naive now right from the very start. There's two on two inside. Leash's centre back wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't marking, he wasn't covering. And it was just a matter of the ball going inside to one of Rory or, or, or Connor, and it was going to be a score. And, Found that Wexford probably didn't realise that quick enough that they were playing the balls out to the corners until they started letting it in. 
Yeah, like we, we, yeah, Wexford could well have been way further clear early on. Leash nearly stayed in the match in spite of themselves rather than by anything they were doing. And they have got caught between two stools. Like, you know, there would be a sort of a, a trend of defensive setups under Cheddar Plunkett over the years. Like, this is the second term as manager. But at this level, they're being caught, like, you know, to set up a little bit more defensive against Kilkenny last week. And Kilkenny just picked off points from distance. They seemed to, they didn't seem to set up in any way defensively yesterday, but then they didn't create anything of note up front at all in the first half. So their their, their identity, they're beginning to, it's just as when, when they're getting beaten and big beatings, and like they got a couple of bad beatings in the league as well. Um, when you're getting those, I suppose it, it makes the management doubt themselves and what they're doing. It doesn't, doesn't help. Like, I suppose if you're getting any definite success at doing something, you will stay at it. But it's just, they're a level up from where they're able to compete at the moment without a full setup. And it just, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Because if Leach set up really defensively yesterday, you know, they were just inviting an onslaught of long-range points. And Wexford could well have got maybe 40 points or something yesterday, like if they had set up really defensively. And Leach would have offered no scoring threat whatsoever. So, look, it's, you know, it's not, it's very difficult. But they did, like, they didn't reply any real pressure to Wexford in any place. And like Wexford missed a lot, a couple of goal chances in the first half as well. Um, could have been a lot more of a gap at halftime. And yet Leash were probably a little bit disappointed that it was six points at halftime because there was only three or four in it at one stage late, you know, as I said, 27, 28 minutes. But, um, you know, they needed to keep it tight for as long as possible. And, you know, there was no real pattern or the sort of idea of what they really were trying to do. And, uh, once it went beyond them, they're not, they're not, they don't have the makeup to get a big score to chase a lead at all. Wexford do look a lot stronger on paper anyway, I think, once Lee Chin and Jack O'Connor are in there. And it was good to see Morris back as well. I think he could play a bit, have a big part to play against Kilkenny. Yeah, I thought I was delighted to see Paul Morris coming on. I was um, delighted to see him in the first ball he got, like he got it down in space. He's an intelligent player. Um, yeah, he got the ball in space. He played a lovely, simple ball into Rory. I think was that maybe Rory scored a point, or maybe that was one of the times he took his man on and won, won a penalty. But that's what Morris does. He might start now. He might be <laughs> might be pissed off about that, but um, I think he's going to influence a lot of things coming on when the play is broken up. Um, when lads aren't put tight on, he's able to pick up ball. He's able to build play. Um, get other lads into positions to score um, and that's what you should be using experience for you know good good guys coming off the bench as I said earlier I did like the idea of Conor Flood half forward loads of legs loads of work um, very eager good runner good at breaking lines can score as well which is needed um, probably you know he just he, got, he has to be in the team somewhere anyway. yeah yeah, well, maybe not. Like the last day, now he was wing back and he got taken for 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 a good few scores. It's down to instructions from management or what? I'm not sure, but he, I, I, I like his enthusiasm. Is he the finished article yet? No, I don't think so. I think he's a um a lot to learn still, but his enthusiasm is fantastic. His energy, running. Everything. I thought Connor Hearn lads played that role, that second centre forward role, probably dropping out from. On the edge of the deal, a little bit, making darts out to the left, out to the right, looking for little um, out balls. I thought the ball stuck with him all the time. And sometimes for a fella like that, you know, it's not easy when you get an odd start. But um, I thought he was good. 
thought he was good. I thought he added something. As long as these lads add something when they partake, that's what you're after. Um, two lads midfield did well. Dio Mogi, Tamogi, you know, was powerful throughout. Even against Dublin, I thought he he kept trying. He kept getting on ball. Um, he's running nice and freely, which is good. Um, I think Dio um, is probably probably. We find it a little bit tough at the minute now. Great to see him score that goal and scored a great point. But um, I know he's a marked man now every day he goes out. But I think Potty Foley, Potty Foley, Stephen, I think was marking um, who was wing forward there, um, Paddy Purcell. Yeah, pa- yeah, he Paddy Purcell is what you know, an, an excellent player and can really you know turn it on at times. He got an all star nomination last year. But didn't get much of a gesture. At least, at least we're on the back foot for the most part. So it was never, and, and the conditions didn't help a player like Paddy. Like Paddy, Paddy Purcell is a fine athlete and he's incredible pace and great runner and all this. What yesterday wasn't the day for for that, especially when you when the, were the team on the back foot. I thought he was quite. I thought I thought he was quite. I thought he would mm. test Paddy. So from that point of view, just see one v one battles mm. and top, you know Paddy's great going forward, great under pokeouts and everything. Probably. Something to work on is when the ball goes over the head and getting back. That's probably something quite he, he did better on that. Matthew Hanlon obviously got the better of Chad Wire as well. And Chad would be a guy who's a very good player and would fit into a lot of county teams and um but just tough you know well, he's what? He's a tough cookie, that lad. Oh, he's an absolute tough cookie, and he was getting fed up near the end, and I was there, he's going to pull like someone now and to took him <laughs> off eventually. Like he's a great bit of stuff, like but he uh he um just didn't, you know, Alex hard. At least we need those guys to be winning those individual battles. But I think it was yesterday there was too many fires and not enough firefighters. So Matt Hannon was sharp wing back too, right wing back. We're going to need Matt out probably in the half back line for the Kilkenny game. Big Wall, big Wally Walsh. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Well. he did massive damage against Leash the last day. He did untold as Buffy Egan would say. Uh, he's back. He's performing well. So like, you know, yeah. just even to see Matt out there in the half back line. Um, I thought it was um I think that's a role that suits him. So Paddy, Paddy and Matt as the two wing backs and Damien at six. Um, you know, I think that's probably a half back line for chap for or that's it. I think I think that's what we should use going forward now, especially for the Kilkenny game. In in 2019 in the Leinster in, in the last round of the round robin and the Leinster final, I think it was Paddy Foley that picked up Walter Walsh and Matt was picking up TJ because TJ, TJ was yeah. out in, in the in the half forward line, and I thought that they both did very good jobs in those. Yeah, well, that's two two great options for that now. But I think um, you Padraig Walsh up there now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, serious centre forward isn't he? Tough as nails, um, tough as nails. Um, and the problem lies there. Damien is good at sitting back, but if there's an eleven that's going to be banging paws over the bar and um, having a massive influence, you have to push up on him. Out there in, even in the twenties game with with Kim and I, he in the first half he was dropping back, um, picking up a handy ball. Um, and then the second half they Dublin put, put somebody else on him and he got on ball and got a couple of scores I think and forced Kim and I to push up on him. So yeah, we can't look past the Westmead game though um, because no. I um, there's two extra men involved with Westmead manager Joe Fortune originally. Uh, in the Scotty Town man living up in Dublin, he was involved with the 20s last year with Wexford. And Richie Flynn from Ratnor is a uh, coach, 
So they will have Westmead absolutely firing for uh, for this uh, Wexford game. There'll be uh, no better man than Joe Horton, I tell you, to get them up for that. Listen, we'll be expecting Wexford to win the match, absolutely. But um, yeah, we have to focus on getting that game, winning that game, and and, and taking on Kilkenny then up in all apart. I think we'll be we'll be riding on the wave of uh, the under twenty Leinster Championship victory. <laughs> Hopefully so. Wouldn't that be some crap, wouldn't it? So we'll just we'll just roll with it for that, you know. <laughs> Win the under twenty. Use all the under twenties then against Westmead. <laughs> get hammered again in the final. <laughs> Those twenties could get to the other in final as I I expect them to beat Phil uh, Kenny now. They'll definitely be confident. So well, hopefully they can. Like like I think there's just three guys there. Um, who do the game or a bit of time I would like to have a bit more time if for uh, Scallon Lawler and Corey don't burn them bar has broken finger playing with it so he needs obviously more time to recover and once he's recovered properly he'll be a different proposition the more time hopefully those guys will be the game will do the Scallon and Lawler the world of good I'd say absolutely but even the two lads starting um, for the, or starting for the 20s um, it just inspired the rest of them. Boys be big leaders on the in the in the team. Um, like it's 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 Richard Otter's third year now under twenty. He started midfield the first year. You know Luke Cavanagh's third year. So a lot of that minor squad that time came along and with start started eight or nine of them in Dublin and under twenty during COVID. That first year the lads were just out of minor, so they've got experience. Um. Now we'll go to our the Harling Podcast Hurler of the Week, which is sponsored by Boland's Wexford Ford, the official Ford dealership located in Ferrybank, Wexford, number one for new and used cars in Ireland. So Davy, we'll give you the the honor of picking this week's Hurler of the Week, and you have three games to choose from. Now we're gonna override you if you the main option is a man who scored two goals for the minors in the first two games and he didn't win the hurler of the week so then we said he has to score three goals to win hurler of the week <laughs> and at the weekend he did score three goals along with five points <laughs> now i won't i won't say his name just in case you know influence the result <laughs> Don't worry, lads. I have an asterisk beside his name anyway. Um, listen, the easiest thing in the world is to give it to Rory O'Connor um, after his display against Leash. Um, you know, and did he score? He scored one three, one two penalties. He could D uh, for his goal. He could tell my planning for sticking the two of them against an all star goalkeeper. Um, and he went to change sides this time, didn't he? Went Indeed. to his usual side. Um, on under 20 point of view, Keane Byrne was fabulous. Uh, great free taking, top class free taking, something that Wexford is going to need long term. He's probably one of those guys that we could be looking at from that point of view. Um, Keane Malloy was savage at uh, centre back uh, for the 20s. Um, real mature role. Um, somebody, again, that we'll be looking at in the next year or two for the seniors, hopefully. But uh, yeah, I think just going to the minors then. Party Doyle, you know, obviously it was a t- very, very tough game. Party Doyle um, came storming into it at the very end there to win the penalty and make a goal for 
was Killian Byrne, but yeah, this yeah, the man I just mentioned, Killian Byrne, three five, he went off, injured, came back on again, wouldn't go off, wouldn't stay <laughs> off. Um in fact his brother got his keen got TG Carter man the match for the under 20 game. Um so I'd be giving the hurler of the week to Killian Byrne. Simon Ross got sent off top class forward uh for the minors. Um this guy took it took up the mantle again. Um and not easy going down with a, a sinking ship, but like literally he dragged them to within seconds of a championship win. You know, Leach went up the field and scored in the last second, scored a goal, but that's serious character, isn't it? And to see it a young is, fella yeah. at 16, 17 years of age, probably only in transition year or fifth year, like showing that bit of character, that's class. That's what you want to see. And um, I think that would be some just a reward for him anyway. Might mean a whole lot to him, but uh, yeah. Killian Byrne for me, lads. I think you'll be happy with that, Ben. Yeah, no argument. No argument here. And that completes a hat-trick for the three minors that you mentioned. Simon Roach, Paddy Doyle and Killian Byrne have all won Hurler of the Week each. Uh, so congratulations to Killian Byrne on that. Uh, for whatever consolation it might be, you are the Hurling Podcast's Hurler of the Week. Well, we'll hope to see him in years to come, the next few years, hurling with the under-20s, because I'd be excited about seeing him again in a Wexford jersey. Matthew O'Hanlon trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matthew O'Hanlon. It's not here. It's in the net. It's in the net. It's in the net. The ball is in the net. It's a goal for Wexford. It's in the net. Thanks very much to Davy and Stephen for joining us. Great to get their insight. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins. Couldn't make it. You've heard what's going on, Gary? No, I don't think I have. Everything okay? Well, well you remember last week, Shane, Tom, Shane was making the mosaic of Dara. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he overshot the amount of mosaic pieces that he needed. Yeah, you said that there was way too many. Well, it turns out he really did overshot, overshoot it. So... He's currently trying, he's going door to door in Wexford Town trying to sell mosaic pieces to people. Like, like, so he could be, he could be a few months trying to get rid of all these pieces. Oh no. If anyone wants to buy mosaic pieces, contact Shane Tompkins and he'll sort you out. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back soon with another podcast. Hopefully, talking about a great Leinster under 20 victory. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. Wexford. All right, Wexford. <laughs>